Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, so it's not just you who don't have any answers for the troubleshooting problems that we have with that camera that's just... Oh, it's off now. Did you pull it out? Yeah. Why? Put it back in. I don't know. Okay, now it's back in. Um, so we're using the wide shot camera. We need to mm-hmm. think, rethink our camera game. I just think that we were like it's just asking for trouble plugging so many cameras into one machine, especially a Windows machine. Um. There are real switchers out there and stuff. You can get them. You can get some of them cheap. But um, so this is my situation here. I decided long ago okay. never to walk in anyone's yeah, shadow. Okay. I decided um, Friday to bet on the New England Football Patriots. I I that I seems a, smart. I have a I have a uh, producer who just showed me a bunch of checks he got from DraftKings. He showed me them in like the UPS envelopes. I'm like, wow, this dude is making. He's getting like six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, like here and there. So I decided. How much that, is he spending to get the six and seven hundred? I don't know. I don't know. But okay, but but the only advice that I don't yet have is gambling. That's my last one. That's my last thing to conquer. So, so I've gone to DraftKings. I thought, okay, tell me what the Patriots score is going to be. He said twenty-seven to twenty, Pats over the Jets. Okay. And I said, okay, good. So I go to DraftKings. I open an account. I put a hundred bucks in the account from our bank. I'm looking for. At no place can I just type in twenty-seven to twenty, pass over the Jets. So I'm like, tonight it's still it's still it just shows like the spread, Pats the Jets by three or Pats will cover the. I don't know. I don't know nothing about this crap. I don't have this, like, the cover the spread, parlay, push. I don't know anything. I have no... This is, like, me and gay sex. I have done almost none of it. Ever. Ever. I once kissed a guy who brought me, bought me a lot of drinks in 1993. Mike was with me. A guy named Paul at the Red Hat. I didn't really... No, actually, we... Anyway. 
it, I didn't kiss him. I didn't make out with him. I just like let him kiss me. I don't know what it was. I was, you know, whatever. He was buying, you know, he was buying me drinks, whatever. But I wasn't gay. But 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 so, so I don't know anything about um uh, anything about uh, subsequently at the Red Hat through the next decade and a half. I mm-hmm. couldn't not run into Paul at the Red Hat, oh, the God. man who I had it, 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 the dalliance with. Jesus. <laughs> so um so. So I don't know anything about this gambling stuff. So tonight, then I go back to my account, and I'm like, it has a virtual casino. So I said, okay, I'll just do a play in the virtual casino. I go in there, and you have to download this locator. So it's got to geolocate you. Mm-hmm. And when I'm downloading the locator, it says DraftKings Sportsbook NH player location check. I'm assuming it thinks I'm in NH, New Hampshire. Because oh. New Hampshire's close to here. Anyway, it says, no, sorry, we can't find you. You have to get rid of this thing that you've got. I have geo-comply. You've got to get rid of some piece of software so we can find you. I'm like, uh, oh, I tried to. I couldn't get rid of the software. Okay? So then I go and I managed to find a list of places. Here's here's the list. If you want to play, you can just, just go to this list. Massachusetts is not on the list. I then went to Barstool Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. And Massachusetts is not on their list either. In FanDuel, Massachusetts is not on any list of gambling. Okay. So not only can I not gamble, now they have my money and I can't gamble. I got to wait till it's like legal or something. This is ridiculous. Maybe this is why you shouldn't just do just yeah. Just stay away from the world. It's not a it's not a fit for you. Just don't give them money. The world gambles. Can we get our hundred dollars back? By the way, I don't think so. <laughs> it's been impounded, I think. <laughs> Why do you do that? I didn't. I don't do this. I did it once ever. I'm just trying to, like, the guy, the producer I'm talking about, he's in Connecticut, which of course has gambling. They get casinos, but so do we in Massachusetts. It's freaking. Sports betting is its own animal, though. I don't know anything about it because I don't care because I don't do it. So. It's easy money, Alice. <laughs> no, easy it's money. If it were easy. Remember, money. I bought, well, let me check my Robin Hood <gasps> account. Remember, I bought that AMC stock because Porter <laughs> told me to. Okay. Robin yep. Hood. Huey. Yeah. Let I me don't see think... where I sit now. I haven't I haven't been to, checked this account for a year. Get started. Started. All right. Maybe. Maybe we'll. I want easy money so I can do things like get a real video switcher. So I have a camera that doesn't just blink at me. Why don't you take work. up DoorDash or something then? We're sending mm. codes to verify your login. God forbid. They... <sighs> Morgan says, I thought Massachusetts only had the COVID phone tracking. Yes, that's technology they've mastered. They do. I think it's the Android phone. So I think it's me. They track me. But I leave my phone places a lot. So they're not on to me. But. Yeah, I I don't have any real interest in sports gambling because, well, I don't care about sports really particularly. Okay. Oh, and- my Robinhood account is way up. Wow. Else. Nice, honey. Good AMC job. AMC shares are up $2.44. Wow. I have Dogecoin. That's up $0.46. Cents. Wow. My OCGN, which God knows what that is. That's up about <laughs> That's a $24. medical thing you yeah, told yeah. me you got. Yeah. So where do I find out how much money I have? Am I like all set now am i no rich? i don't think you're all set and rich oh no i have okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i think the initial investment was 150 altogether i have 44 dollars and 73 good. good honey that's good <laughs> i'm gonna transfer that into fan duel <laughs> see if i can just get lock out of way 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want easy money. I'm sick of this. Everybody has checks and stuff coming in. My friend Joe Leone from, from the Parker House. <laughs> He's always got, you know, 500 riding on this and this riding on this and always getting taken care of. Like, Why? everybody's making bank except for me. I'm sick of being the poorest person in a wealthy town. I'm sick of this. I, wanna, I want money. Did you adjust your mic way up, by the way? After, a little bit After up. we, okay. After, no, don't touch it anymore. Okay. I just adjusted back down my whole sound because you are way over modulated for, like, the, the first part of the show because we sound checked and then you changed your settings but i'm just letting you know that because... what geez i just have a couple of yeah julian fell say online betting is still not legal in Massachusetts. <laughs> maybe we should find out things like this before we put money into things i figured that it was legal that everything was all set now god now i'm uh Everybody else seems to have a guy and be gambling and doing stuff. You know, Anthony was Not a pro online. prolific gambler. Apparently in Massachusetts. You know what? I think you should start to go to the casino and you can wander <laughs> around to the slot machines with a little, a cigarette hanging out of with my a mouth. little scooter and your bucket to collect your stuff at the slot I was, machine. I just mentioned that story, actually, that, that, um, that, um, that I got drunk on um, lobster bisque at foxwoods what last time i was there which is about 18 years ago with my friend um we um yeah I, the lobster bisque had sherry in it so we were we were at a wedding the night before so that we were kind of still like buzzing in the morning and the, the, i got lit on three cups of lobster bisque at hmm. foxwoods <laughs> i even i couldn't even manage to gamble at foxwoods i just used the lobster bisque crazy night it was a crazy night you know what happened that night what? We sat at a table with a groomsman mm -hmm. who was there with his girlfriend. Okay. And they were talk they were all lovey dovey talking about how they were going to or you know, their future plans because everybody's nostalgic because we were at a wedding, mm -hmm. whatever. And um his and it was high profile that he was a groomsman with his cute girlfriend who was in her early twenties. Yeah. And his girlfriend paired off with yours truly. Not we didn't have sex, but we we hung out. We were absolutely. And then he found out. Mm -hmm. And then apparently they were looking for me. And one one other groomsman who, who was friends with my mutual friend said, "You guys should just get out of the hotel because they're walking around looking for you to to tune me up for hooking up with a girlfriend." Who, by the way, then ended up just blowing me off. She said she it was it, it was the most incredible thing because my friend I don't want to impugn anybody, but but this she was acting like we were going to have she was telling me how rich she was and that we were going to have this incredible rich life and I was like oh my god I was not even thirty yet and I'm like I I'm all set now I have I am paired off I'm hooking up with this girl who looked a lot like Ron Livingston. <laughs> she did. She did. We actually, me and my mutual friend who brought me to the wedding, call called her Ron Livingston, and we were talking about my. I'm going to be taken care of, and her parents had money. I'll be living by the poolside. I'll just have my friend over all the time for martinis, like a, a, a woman, a society woman who's kept. And um, and um, and then she sent. I wish I could f find that old email. And then she just sent me an email saying, uh, "Everything was a mistake. Sorry about that. Whatever." She was trying to repair her relationship, apparently, because. Having a high-profile um, cheating episode at oh, was it so crazy? Oh my goodness! You know what? 
It was a crazy night. Did I tell you about this? That no. So I, I won't say the name of the 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 woman who brought me. The woman who brought me was actually my best friend's wife. Okay. And and but he had to work in Chicago, but so she went to Connecticut for the wedding. She asked me to go just to have a date there, somebody who's fun. Okay. So I said fine. So when we got there at the seat with the groomsmen and Ron Livingston and everybody else at the table, mm-hmm. they said, hey, where's your husband? They all know her husband. Where's your husband, Tim? Whatever. Yeah. And she said, I can't believe I'm just remembering this now. And this is the beginning of the night. She said, oh, he's in Chicago. He couldn't come. But Tom and I are having an affair. And so I brought him. And... Couple of people were just silent, like oh, okay, <laughs> uncomfortable. And a couple were like, "Oh, okay. I mean, if you have an understanding and arrangement, I, I, I mean, you know, things like things are complicated, whatever." And she's like, "Yeah, we've been having a tour affair for a while here. Tim is not. Uh, she said something like he's not totally in the know, or he's not okay with it." I'm like, "Oh my god, what did you just say? <laughs> it was a needless thing to say, and it was not true. It was a needless thing to say." And I thought, "You are a bit psychotic. I mean." What a what a troublemaker you have to be, because these people knew her husband and knew and like just to totally start this lie. So from there to go from that to not only am I hooking up with my best friend's wife at wedding, you know, showing me, but now I'm grabbing groomsmen's girls too. <laughs> it was just a crazy time. Jeez, that was I can't. I gotta talk to her. I gotta call talk to her. <laughs> oh my god. It's a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to say, that especially since like I was, I was very shy at this thing. In in, I think maybe that's why she said it. She just wanted to screw around with people. And then again, this is the same woman who brought a hose with her husband when I lived in Beacon Hill. Brought a hose out from the garden into the house upstairs to my bedroom and soaked me because they had been up all night drinking. As a practical joke. When I had to work the next morning, as a matter of fact, I got was very upset about it. But uh, yeah, so so this is the kind of humor they have. I, wow, I, gotta, I really need, just need a psychiatrist. I should be spending <laughs> my money with psychiatrists, not DraftKings. <laughs> Probably. Ugh, what Probably, else? especially if you can't actually use the money to bet on DraftKings. No, it's just lo- it's just impounded. It's just an impound. Just donating money to DraftKings is probably not the best way to spend it. I'd like to cash out, please. <laughs> so Eric says, LOL, that's funny. TLC is awesome. We had our our house party last night. Mm-hmm. Are you on Twitter? I was DJing. If you're on Twitter, you could see it. And we had uh, we brought an amp down. I have a, a bass amp that we were use, used to use for Herald Radio and we plugged it in, just listened to some loud rock and roll, and I, I, I don't do that enough. It was great. It was too loud. The kids are all held their ears, and we played. Alice complained because she didn't think she had the right makeup on. Well, I don't like when I you're taking pictures and videos of me when I don't have any makeup on. I don't like that. High, high. I'm just saying maintenance. It's, it's not high maintenance. Yes, it is. Speaking of high maintenance, uh, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are on a break. Oh, good. She's already destroyed her her uh, marriage, and now they're moving on. Yeah. Uh, so oh, by the way, by the way, how uh, we need, this Earth needs to be nuked. I, I, Emily Ratajkowski is with the heroin dude. Now. Pete Davidson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
she complained that doing the blurred lines video, she felt like uh, uh, sexually accosted because of what's his name yeah. touched her breasts. Anytime she is intimate with Pete Davidson, <laughs> it, it, a crime she has should. been committed. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what the freak is wrong with people? I, when is ever that the right idea? You know what? This absolute emaciated junkie seems like the right guy. <laughs> Do guy, we know that he's actually a junkie? Is he, he has like been yes, into rehab. <laughs> doesn't seem it. He got he got branded. He got branded with um who's the Turkish girl? Um who's the Turkish girl whatever. I don't know if they're Turkish. Maybe they're not. Who's the um Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Isn't yeah. that an Armenian name? Yeah, I guess. He got okay. branded with her name. He Not only that, he got the names of her kids tattooed on him, Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, and he and Ariana Grande got matching Harry Potter tattoos and stuff, too. So, I mean... What is it? What is going on with it? Why do women decide, you know what, I, Some I, people I should be fornicating with that? might be well-endowed. I don't know. Yeah, but you find that out afterwards, right? <laughs> I guess so. And also, like, John Hamm's well-endowed. Go with John Hamm. He's the handsome one who's not on the heroin. Right? Girls like funny guys, I guess. Is he funny? <laughs> Supposedly. I, it's funny because for a funny guy, I have not heard him say anything funny yet. David Spade was funny. Rob Schneider was funny. I mean, SNL has history of having casts that at times were very funny. That dude's not one of them. He's just him. He's just like openly stupid and proud of it. It works for him, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, I freaking guess it does. <laughs> Holy hell. <sighs> but yeah, that is uh, a little crazy but yeah so they apparently um an unidentified source of the singer and the director harry styles and olivia wilde are still very close friends and they'd made a very amicable decision he's now touring and is going abroad while wilde is focusing on her kids and her work in la different priorities are keeping them apart they're on a break and there's no bad blood and neither party dumped the other this is the longest relationship harry has ever had so clearly they have a special bond feel. Broke up the family for that. Well, then again, Harry Styles at least is, has a skill. You know, he can technically uh, make songs go. Yeah, he can make songs go. I guess he's. You know, I'm. I am. I am. I have had enough of um, pop stars trying to shock me by the men wearing dresses. This is now year thirty <laughs> of this. This happened in not only was Bowie doing it, but this happened in the. In the 90s as well. Cobain would apparently do occasionally do it, I think. And also the the group James with the song okay. Laid. That guy, their guy wore a dress. It's like, it, it, who's getting, who are you impressing? Whoa, you're way out of the box, man. Wow, you're wearing a dress. There was actually a dude at Fenway wearing a kilt um, when we went to that game. Mm -hmm. um, and kilts are actually pretty cool. I will say that. Yeah. I will say that. You still, if you're an American wearing a kilt, you're still a jackass, but. But unless you're playing a bagpipe. Morgan says John Fishman. Fishman? Who's that? I don't know. Morgan said it in the chat. Who's John? Oh, is that the singer from James? Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Really? Um, Do you know the James else? No. 
great song. Great song. You um, can hear, I can hear it resonating off the the walls of the red hat. Yeah, no, no and supposedly some of Harry Styles' songs are good. I don't like that he writes songs with lyrics that like don't mean anything, like Watermelon Sugar. I think and that then, means something else. And, no, I know. And then he goes around telling people what it means, and it like like there's kids singing it, and I don't yeah. like think. I think that's gross. Drummer for fish, says Morgan. John Fishman is a drummer for fish. So. Hold on. Okay. This bed is on fire. Oh, okay, I do know this song. That's James Laid. Um, so, um, why, what, what's the going on with the drummer from fish? I assume Morgan's saying he wore dresses or something. Oh, did he? I don't know. So, um, obviously, I, I like Bouncing Around the Room, the fish song. It's actually pretty. I'll play it for you. Would you like to hear it also? Okay. It's actually a, a kind of a a, um, a lovely song. Uh, but, yeah, no, you're right. It's obviously that, not new or creative, but I don't like, like, singers. I don't like the thing about the watermelon sugar stuff. And, you know, I just... Meh. The room. She whispered words and I awoke and bouncing round the room. Do you know the song? The echo of whomever's pretty song. I awoke and fatally bouncing round the room. That's fish. So I have nothing great to say. I don't know. I, 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 oh, he fish. wears moo moos. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um so I was not a dead fan a grateful dead fan um um and so the the fish kind of inherited the dead's uh fans and and, and they meander a lot kind of like the dead did and in jam a lot was it, you know, he, he, not not for me um that said they actually got big at a great bar in burlington vermont where my brother lived right above mm -hmm. it a great little dive burlington had some great bars i don't know if they still do but in the late 90s they did so I appreciate that bar. It's a nice dive. Damn. Aren't they from around here too? I At think they're from Burlington, from uh, from Vermont. I think. Oh, because I had a friend who went to Lincoln Sudbury, and she told me that somebody, oh really, fish went there or something. That that was like a big claim to fame, but I don't know. Oh, oh uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I know that when <laughs> I, mean, I was I when know. I worked at White Hen Pantry in Winchester as a, in high school, there were always extreme spottings. Mm -hmm. The drummer from Extreme is just here. He was from Arlington or something. Extreme. Isn't he in our town now? Is that that one or is that somebody else from Extreme? Oh, wait, I think you might be right. No. Um, it, it, or in our school district anyway, because I think he had a big Be thing about Nuno how Betancourt? they cut. No. Because Nuno no. played in Newburyport. No, there was somebody from Extreme who was like in our school district and he complained when they cut part of the music program or something because they wanted all this more money and they couldn't pass an override because not like they're awash in COVID money and have plenty of money to do what they need to do, but they needed a bunch more to, you know, and then they like to threaten to get rid of popular programs and stuff to complain to, you know, you know what they do. They complain that they have no money and then they come back and they figure out a way to make the school year run with the amount of money that they have when you tell them no when they come back to the taxpayer with their handout like they do every time. But, hmm. um, yeah, no, I think I recall that vaguely happening. All right, so we are heading down to uh, South Carolina tomorrow. So that's why we we're are. doing the show tonight. And if you guys have any suggestions, where, where are we going to be, Alice? Uh, Isle of Palms. Where is, where is it's like this? at Charleston. 
Oh, is Charleston down there? Should yeah. we go? Should we be seeing it? Yeah, somebody who's so there the just with... told me you should see Ooh. Fort Sumter. That Ooh. it's really cool. Ooh, it, you uh, like go on a ferry and stuff. Wild dunes. Oh, I see this. So, okay, I know nothing about this. Sullivan's Island, Boomho. Oh, that is nice. Morris Island, James Island. Oh, Charleston is close. Yeah. Yeah, Charleston's like the mint julep place, right? The Lady Antebellum kind of place, right? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Antebellum means pre-Civil War, right? Yes. Okay, so these are the places that were built before the Civil mm-hmm. War. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. So We'll have to read up. We have a lot of car ride to read up on things. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Ooh. So that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, so that's the big family, the Tom Shattuck extended family big Thanksgiving thing. Oh, you know what we should see? What? Is if we go through Virginia, see Stokie from Muskogee. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. That's not a bad idea. I mean, Virginia is a big place, though. I think it depends where we're crossing through He's it. in R- Richmond, I think. No, no, he's in Atlanta. He's no, he's not. He's far away from there. Though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, Atlanta's not going to be on the way. No, how far south is it? Everywhere though? in the south is the same place, Tom. Oh, Georgia's Georgia's <laughs> it's right all next the same. To, Georgia's right next to South Carolina. You okay, but I don't think there. I don't think Charleston and Atlanta are that close <sighs> to each other. I'm gonna pop down. Okay, you can pop. Have fun. All right, what else is going on? Um. So. Uh, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that um, the American Bar Association is changing up the way that uh, colleges, law schools can let in students. So basically, um, a panel in the American Bar Association, they used to require that law schools um, have... Based have, merit. Based, had a merit. No, not necessarily. You have to use the LSAT score. And you have to take the LSAT. Right, which and is the SAT the, for lawyers. Yes. Yes. So, and it's like a logic test. It's like a reading comprehension mm-hmm. test. You know, it gives you like a really long technical thing to read and then you have to answer questions about it and you don't have time to do, to read it more than once or go back and look or whatever. It's, you know, it's a, it's designed to test skills that you will need to have while you're in law school. Right. Like reading a lot of stuff and understanding it and having logic and things like that, you know. So... In theory, like that's the idea of it, but they've decided that they no longer want to keep that as a requirement for law schools. Now, law schools are free to keep it as a requirement individually or not if they want to, but they're no longer required to have it as one of their requirements by the American Bar Association. So this is because they want there to be more diversity in law schools, (laughs) So, which is so insulting 
just yeah. on the face of it. Like, you know what? The people of color just can't um, pass the LSAT. So, you know, we're going to have to get rid of it. And, of course, it's actually bad for diversity because what they've found is that um, when when they base, at least for, like, regular college admissions, when they get rid of these hard things, like the SATs that, that are, like, not gameable, you know, you can take SAT prep courses and stuff, but mm-hmm. a lot of them have very, very little impact. There, It's very hard to do better on the SAT than you deserve to do. I did worse the second <laughs> time around. But, um, but it, so what they find happens is when you get rid of those sort of hard science requirements for seeing how well kids do in school that that you end up with um actually more privileged kids because you end up basing your decision more on things like essays and extracurriculars and a bunch of things that are a bunch of things that are easier for rich kids to do better on you know by using their wealth and connections. Things like things like the stuff that the Varsity Blues scandal people did. You know, having coaches write letters and different, you know, different stuff like that. They're basing it on all these sort of nebulous things that are much easier to game. So they might end up with more you're not, like... You're not parked right in front of the kitchen, are you? No. You parked up a bit? Yeah. Good. I tried to be out of the way. Good. Um, He's coming up from me. Okay. Um, so... What happens is that you end up, you can end up with more skin color diversity if that's your goal, which it is at a lot of these colleges. But what you end up with is it's harder for kids that don't come from privileged backgrounds to stand out of the pack in those because they might not have access to as many different extracurriculars. They might not have access to like fancy coaches or people to help them write their essays and things like that. What they can do a lot of times is do well on a test if they're very smart but don't have access Mm -hmm. to a lot of other resources. So that's like and you know that's a way that people get ahead. That's always how it's been like even with these exam schools and cities and stuff. But, you know, now the law schools are going down the same path where they want to not anymore consider using the LSAT in in their admissions decisions, which is nuts to me. Because really, there's already so many. First of all, law school is really hard. It's harder than the LSAT is. Mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, then also you have to take and pass the bar, which is also really hard. And a lot of people struggle to pass and, multiple and that times. Is, that is famously rigid. You can't have a stroke there and be excused. You fail. <laughs> yeah. It's, this, the bar is in theory very difficult um, for a lot of people. And so what I mean, and even with all those barriers and gatekeeping and all that stuff, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who are lawyers who are pretty dumb. Yeah. Still, there's a lot and, of well, people. Well, yeah, and a lot of them are mediocre. I mean, if you're a mediocre person, then you're going to be a mediocre lawyer. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid lawyers out there. I mean, there's a lot of great, smart lawyers, too, but there, there's a lot of dumb lawyers or people who don't use their law degree at all or whatever. There's, there's just a lot of people that manage to become lawyers. Many of them are, are politicians, stupid. as a matter of fact. Yes, actually, that's very true. Uh, yeah, look at Congress. Um so anyway, the idea that we need to lower the bar still further to get even dumber people into law school because like it's just too rigid a requirement. And it's crazy because so like listen to this. 
listen to this article from um, the Wall Street Journal. Public comments over eliminating the testing requirements have been polarized around the issue of diversity. The legal profession has long been criticized for a lack of women and people of color in its top ranks. And the panel's debate comes as schools are bracing for a decision from the Supreme Court on whether race can be a factor in college admissions. Now, of course... Uh, women and people of color might be missing from the top ranks in the field of law, but you know where they're not missing from? Uh, colleges. Law schools. Yeah. Right. Women already outnumber men in yes. law schools. So this isn't an issue of letting more of them into the law. I mean, unless you want it to be 75% women, but that's still not going to solve your problem because the quote, top ranks in the field of law involve extreme hours, like a very grueling schedule. There's not a lot of work-life balance. It's not a job that very many women pick in their prime childbearing years. It just isn't. And, you know, I don't know how you're going to solve that problem by letting even more women into law schools when there's already, clearly, they're already getting in at higher rates. But uh, so Leo Martinez, an ABA council member, uh, and Dean Emeritus at University of California Hastings College of the Law said at the meeting, in the grand scheme of things, folks of color perform less well on the LSAT than not. And for that reason, I think we're headed in the right direction. So that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so they said uh, some people thought it would be disruptive, but blah, blah, blah. The panel questioned why law schools shouldn't be aligned with other graduate programs that don't require tests. I don't know, maybe because this one's kind of specialized. I don't know. So, uh, but, but also, I mean, do, <clears throat> wouldn't you we want to join the ranks of useless graduate degrees? Yeah, but but that wouldn't show you that... want, especially if you're doing social justice, wouldn't you want public defenders to be confident? I mean, I guess it depends. Like, if you can flood the field with stupid people, like, I mean, you know, and if and if you if it's all, if you have like Rachel Rollins as the top prosecutor, then yeah, then like you don't need competent defense people because she's not going to prosecute your client anyway. So, you know, if you if you can fill all the field with everybody like this. And I mean, it's another dangerous thing. Like that's why it's so dangerous that Democrats are keeping the Senate again too, because they're going to keep putting in judges and like, we're, we're in so much trouble with these judges. Like that was one of the great things that Trump did was he and Mitch McConnell put so many conservative justices on the courts, but now Biden's going to have four years. He's already been doing a ton of it and he's going to have another two years to just fill these courts with really dumb progressive activist judges that are going to screw people and it is so important like the courts are super super important we're seeing that more and more especially as like the presidency becomes more lawless as like more and more of these policies have to be decided in court like the the senate just passed or the senate and the house i guess just passed this law this um like marriage thing have you heard about this? Mm, no. It's like to codify gay marriage into law. Oh, okay. So, so the essentially oh, saying just, they passed it in the last week. I mean, I don't think it's. It, I know they have the vote. They have like sixty-two votes. I think okay. they did vote on. I don't know. Whatever. Oh. I don't know exactly where it is in the process, but, um, <clears throat> but they have like did like twelve oh, yeah. Republicans I, 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 I voted for it. I talked about this. Yeah, I think, the, I think the Republicans should vote for it. Yeah. 
Well, the problem is, is like Mike Lee, I think it was Mike Lee, uh, and some other people were proposing more religious protections to put into the bill to say like, because here they're going to start to come for churches, religious organizations, all these places. Like, and some people were trying to put better First Amendment protections into the bill to say like, you know, organizations that might not agree with that definition of marriage have to be protected. Oh, so they're going to wedding cake they, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to use this like they did to all the Catholic adoption agencies in Massachusetts, like some states have done to the Salvation Army because they don't want to let like men be in the shelter with the women or whatever. You know, they're they're going to use this to go after organizations that they don't like because they're going to say that they're bigoted organizations and they don't meet like the government's required definition of marriage they're going to go after their tax exempt status they're going to target them that's what's going to happen here and i mean like for everybody to just poo poo that and say like no that's not going to happen after we've lived through the last six years Mm. since obergefell decision the obergefell decision was made like we've watched the slippery slope happen you have gone after people you have forced people to be in the courts and the thing is like even if you say well those people are still going to be protected under the first amendment you know so they can just do their first amendment claim well great that guy's been in court now for what like 10 years or something having to spend his whole life defending himself against crazy people trying to get him to make stupid cakes for them i it's out of control already. Like, and the courts can't be a solution to that. Like, t- just throwing people into the courts and saying, like, fight it on First Amendment grounds all day long. That can't be the solution when they're setting up a legal framework through Congress to go after people on this stuff and saying, well, let the courts work it out. Meanwhile, they're stuffing the courts with a bunch of crazy people and freaking ideological idiots and lowering the requirements to be in law school in the first place. Like, it's all. It's all a big mess and it's only going to get worse. And the more reliant we are on the courts to sort this stuff out, the worse shape we're going to be. Listen to this quote from this person in the Wall Street Journal, right? This is a person who can't get into law school right now because she can't do well enough on the LSAT. Mm-hmm. Um. A range of law professors and prospective law students urged the ABA to eliminate the testing requirement. In one written comment, Fariha Amin, a full-time worker and mother to a six-year-old son, said her LSAT scores remain a hurdle to getting into law school. She took tutoring courses, but her scores still weren't high enough to be admitted, she told the ABA, urging them to eliminate the requirement. I would hate to give up on my dream of becoming a family lawyer just due to not being able to successfully handle this test. Like... Heaven forbid you have to give up your dream. I would hate to have to give up my dream of being an opera singer, Tom. It's really like, it's not fair that they keep requiring me to like be able to sing. It's really, you know, it's my dream. It's funny you mention that because isn't there, isn't there a controversy where um, out of, um, out of a, a move for equity in, orchestras that they want to stop making the rehearsals blind because right now people are playing right now it's the person's behind the curtain well they they don't want to make the um auditions blind because they discovered accidentally they tested it and when the auditions are blind more men get in than when they aren't blind okay (laughs) so so, good. so you have to actually you don't want the music to be good it's not about the music <laughs> jesus christ what a what a 
What a country. God. Please <laughs> just nuke us, Putin. Putin, just nuke us. Just do it. Destroy this piece of crap. I'm done. Oh, so. Oh, here's another reason why we need to be nuked. Here's, okay, I'm ready. Here's uh, CBS. Here's, here's the reporter. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Vigliotti. CBS. Uh, the, the, there's this Chiron reads Musk's Twitter ultimatum met with mass resignations. Tell me if you think CBS has a position in all this. And Musk has called for an emergency meeting for all remaining engineers. In light of the uncertainty around Twitter and out of an abundance of caution, CBS News is pausing its activity on the social media site as it continues to monitor the platform, Major. Can you imagine that? Because somebody whose divergence of thoughts, who's independent-minded, now is making the, the decisions... Mm-hmm. Unlike before, when they had good progressive gatekeepers, right? The TBS is acting like a, it's a news story. It's a crisis now. We won't be using the platform. <laughs> Go well, f you, dude! POS. Don't you think? By the way, so there was all this stuff. Like, so Musk did this ultimatum, said people were going to have to work harder and all this stuff. And like, if if you don't like it, then quit and you get three months severance. it's essentially firing people without having to fire people right you're just telling them i'm gonna make you miserable and if you would like a different deal then go for it so so a bunch of people did leave obviously so there was sort of this mass hysteria that like without all these people working at it twitter was just gonna like totally fall apart and die and a bunch of like blue check idiots are going like the app's already glitching out i can see it going down now if i i can barely see any tweets at all like they're acting like something even twitter's just fine like everything works (laughs) like nothing's wrong so first of all like big things like twitter mostly it just run there's probably a lot of useless people in that building yes i mean and i know it's obviously a much smaller thing but craigslist has a staff of like 50 people you know they, they don't need to you know they don't need to have is as big true? a company. I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, no, Twitter's absolutely bloated. Absolutely. And so could... is Facebook and so is Amazon. <laughs> Amazon actually does something, at least. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, so there was like all this hysteria about it. Don't you think that's absolutely coordinated in order to try? Like we talked about before, right? How they're like, wow, advertisers are really concerned about Twitter. Meanwhile, like, advertisers is them. Like, they're calling the advertisers. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people are really nervous about Elon Musk's Twitter and are, you know, urging advertisers to pull their advertising, meaning, like, I am, which is so weird and creepy. Right. So anyway, so they're, like, they're doing that. But don't you think it's, like, the same thing? Like, they're also... so. Because a lot of the power of Twitter, a lot of the reason why these other apps just like can't compete with it is because they've hit a critical mass of users. So I think there is a movement on to really try and tank them, not just by going after advertisers, because clearly Musk has shown he's like calling their bluff and is showing that he's willing to make cost cutting measures to a degree that's going to make it okay that they can do whatever they want to the advertisers. And they're... Then on top of that now, so they're saying, okay, we went after the advertisers. Now we'll go after the user base. We have to convince people that the app is failing, that it's falling apart, that nothing's working, that it's going to end at any time. So while it's funny that everybody's acting like it's the Y2K thing again on Twitter Mm -hmm. and like, oh, for my followers, like if you you can find me on Instagram here and like acting like it's the end of the known world, like that. 
and it's just it's not twitter's gonna be fine calm down but I, my favorite I, is a celebrity saying, I'm going to have to change platforms. No longer will you be able to be the recipient of my wisdom. I know. God, but, shut up. But I do think, and like with the CBS thing, I do think it's a coordinated effort to try and undermine the user base. Because they know yeah. that even through all this, Twitter has maintained their user base. So now I do think they're trying to go after them and also undermine that. I really do. Oh, I totally agree. And I think that what's what's... So revealing, and why this is so useful, mm -hmm. is that it's Elon Musk who they're reacting to. Yeah, he's, he's not most, even like a conservative. He's, yeah, it's not Steve Bannon. He's, Elon Musk is mostly one of them. Right, exactly. But that's the thing is it's like they, they – and he's – he when he first started there and i hope he's figured it out now he really has like gone along with a lot of what the activists wanted and mm -hmm. the pressures and he's still saying like i mean he's saying alex jones can't come back he's agreeing like with jordan peterson that they want like less anon anonymity on the site or they want anonymous accounts like downgraded so that they're less visible and stuff like that um <clears throat> which i think is a mistake in the direction of twitter this isn't facebook it doesn't have to be real people you know that's it's but that's not like imagine if all of a sudden you know you couldn't any of the like anonymous people posting you can't see their stuff anymore like they're all hidden behind the like view more replies stuff or they're way down under everything else i mean well, i mean I, I i think that there could be a case to be made to a have lot some, of the best accounts on twitter game. are anonymous well yeah or were anonymous yeah yeah i i think it's um you know. what are, I mean, other than Libs of TikTok, and she's been outed, who else? Well, Neon Taster was. Well, he was outed, too. I mean, a lot of them end up outed or end up partially outed. That guy, Joe Pilot, the pediatrician. Right. Has he been outed? He was outed, and he had he nuked his account, and then he came back with it locked. Really? Yeah, so his, his account's like just, it's locked just for followers now. But yeah, he was outed. And yeah, a, a lot of the anonymous accounts do get doxxed eventually, but hmm. but yeah, but you know, then a lot of times they'll just nuke their account and start over as a new anonymous account. But there's lots of great um, anonymous accounts on Twitter, a lot hmm. of great smaller ones too. You know, it's interesting that Twitter has made stars of people who are only really good at Twitter. Yeah, like Stephen Miller, Red Steves. Mm -hmm. Like he's just a, a brilliant tweeter. Yeah, you know, and he's much better at Twitter than he is like on podcasts, where he's fine. In like right. he used to do red eye, where he's fine, comfortably but, smug. Morgan says, "Yeah, who's also been outed all too." Yeah, who? Oh no, he's got a podcast now, right? Don't they? That's call him the smug? ruthless podcast. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but comfortably smug. They outed him right, after he tweeted right. a bunch of stuff through Sandy, through Hurricane Sandy. He tweeted a bunch of fake news stuff. Why did he do that? Just being an idiot on Twitter. Oh. But, um. Yeah, so uh, Dave says, RB Pundit, still suspended. Yeah, so th there have always been a lot of great anonymous accounts. I don't know. I, I think that's a mistake to go in that direction because I think that's part of the fun of Twitter, right? I think there is a reason why some of these subcultures thrive on Twitter where people can be anonymous that don't thrive other places like on mm. Facebook. I think I think there's like a sense <laughs> of fun and goofiness to it. Titiana McGrath? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good account. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I have more to say on this, but I think we should push it over to the Patreon show. Do you think oh, so? Oh, we're doing that? 
Yes. Oh. It's funny because Morgan said in the chat earlier that his favorite part of the show is when you get upset because you find out you have to do another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, my problem is, Morgan, is that I have no memory in this computer, so a lot of times I can't save this. I have to do tricks and workarounds to save it. Uh, okay. Hang on. Thank you so much for listening. If uh, you want to join us on Patreon for live chats and extra content, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Um, you can, um, you can do that there, but you can also always find the show for free. If you're on watching on Patreon right now, stay where you are and, um, we can meet you on the other side. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.